Welcome to the Recruiter Startup Podcast. It is Christmas party night for Required. Here's a podcast I did with my co-founder in Required, uh, Andy Hallett. Andy and I set up uh, this community over a year ago now, and it's grown <laughs> exponentially. This is our third or fourth event, but it's our biggest. So there's 130 recruitment founders. Uh, let me take you st- a step back. Required is a group that we formed for recruitment founders um, where we help them with everything about getting their business bigger, more profitable and better. And uh, we've got a lot of different groups, a lot of different events, but this is the big one, the Christmas party. 130 recruitment founders. It's sponsored by Sonovate and CloudCall and it is going to be absolute carnage. I can't wait. We have quite a few of our mastermind participants coming tonight so um we've had uh 50 people finish the course i think we have another 50 probably on it at the moment with uh the starters in the new year and loads of them are coming tonight so whenever you coach people over a six month period you really get to know them and some of these times so i got to meet some of them at the last event but for most of them this will be the first time i get to actually meet them so it's going to be great. I can't wait. can't wait to meet all our partners in Required. And it is just going to be absolutely the best time. I have my team flying in as well um, from Serbia, Romania, Portugal and Ireland. And uh, they were out for dinner last night sending us pics uh, of that. I was very jealous of that. Um, but, you know suburban life with kids and responsibilities we couldn't get an extra night in london but tonight is the night so i hope i see you there if not and if you're not in our required community please just reach out i'll let you in if you're a recruitment founder there's no there's no cost or anything it's just a place to share information and find out what what the best and latest things are out there and uh, and yeah hopefully you are listening to this and you are coming and we can have a beer later and have the crack. So have a great day. Hope you're as excited about today as I am and take care. All right. So this is a strange one. Um, normally, it's this guy that asks all the questions, but because it's the required podcast, um, today my guest is no other than, how do you pronounce your name? Dota Doherty. It's the most asked question I get. And who'd have thought 18 months ago, the most asked question would be, how do you pronounce his name? But thank you for setting the record straight. So where we are, end What's of happened? November. What is happening? The sun's shining. I'll take that. I'm just back from Barbados, where uh, I was half working, half drinking, half getting a bit of downtime. I have a buddy out there who uh, is living the tax exile dream. So uh, interesting seeing how recruitment companies are just shipping up all around the world. Now that you can get these digital nomad visas, so it's a uh, and, and this would have been somebody who came from a really traditional, like, get them in, get the grads in, get a billing manager in to get the grads, um, and then have a traditional function. And now they're fully remote. They actually have an office, but they're not doing a tremendous amount in the office. 
And now he's out there and he's looking at, you know, rewarding people to bring them out there tax free after they've worked for a bit of time in the Dublin office. So business that's just completely turned it, turned things on its head. I love it. So you do time in Dublin to get to Barbados. Yeah, unless you're really shit hot, right? And then he just take you straight out there. Fair enough. No, that's that's good to know. So yeah, nice to see you've got a tan. Yeah. Oh no, you haven't really, have you? What? No, no. It's just I've got a big bald head that doesn't doesn't really help in the matters. But getting away for two weeks and the, just getting a wee bit of sun. Yeah, it's but it's good to be back. Silly season's upon us. I'm uh, I'm getting ramped up for our Christmas party next week, Thursday week, isn't it? Thursday week, Thursday the second. Yeah, there's still a few tickets left for anyone. We'll put the, I'm sure we'll put the, the invite link. So, um, but we're hoping to have 150 founders and partner suppliers there. So, I mean, it's pretty much double what we had in in July. So, what, what could possibly go wrong? Yeah, who knows? Who knows? Um, who knows? Um, but I think you will probably have a few drinks, so it won't matter to us what does go wrong. No, well, I'm flying and. My team, I sound like a real big shot saying that, but we are, we haven't seen them in two years because of COVID. So Georgiana is coming from, who's our marketing manager in Required and, and in, uh, in my company. And she's coming from Romania. And then Raf is coming from Portugal. And Raf's our community manager in Required. So, um, and then I've got, I've got some of my team as well coming over from Ireland and from Serbia. So yeah, it's going to be uh how crazy is it? People that have been working with us for so long, I've, I've never met. It is, but I suppose that's, that's the challenge. That's the, the world it is now, so. Yeah, I know. Now, it's, it's the one event that keeps me in the UK, the required drinks. So um, I, I'm off straight back after. It's too cold here. So I'm going down to Cape Town for a couple of months, I think, just to, yeah, make sure everything's all right down there, so. That is not bad. Is that so? You're spending your life between Cape Town and the UK now. Is That's that fine? So, all right, that isn't bad. That's a middle-aged dream, right? It's okay. Um, yeah, I'm very much enjoying it. I think uh, it, it, it's there's there's lots of amazing things about working for yourself, um, and for me, that's you know having the ability to, especially I mean, COVID just made it perfectly normal that people work from, um, you know, work from the most, you know, work from home in a lot of spaces or, or do a lot of the online meets. I think very much, you know, a lot of my customers are in the UK. So when I'm here, um, I do the very most I can to, you know, do the face-to-face, which is still, I think, really important and, and really enjoyable, um, but, but very much, you know, looking to get that balance right. What, uh, what are we seeing key trends in the marketplace? What are you seeing out of your customer base? What are you observing? Um, obviously, we're on this classic, no one can hire quickly enough. So you're seeing the whole, everyone ditched everyone 18 months ago. Everyone's <laughs> trying to hire them back now. So Do you remember uh, what Robert Half did 18 months ago? They wiped out like thousands of, of experienced recruiters. Like just wiped them out. Like, And now they're like, come and join us. We've got the... like. This boom-bust cycle is crazy in our industry. And, and the thing about the boom-bust cycle is it just seems to get bigger. The booms are bigger, the busts yeah. are bigger every time. So I think there's a general feeling that, you know, this, this wave is going to go along for a, for a while. And it, it's, it, it, it's not start, stopping. There's no signs of it stopping at the moment. So 
but still, you know, making sure that, you know, because business is good, people aren't dropping standards, that people are still, you know, once they've got these valuable resources, they train them and they actually onboard them properly. And I know it sounds absolutely basic, but I think where the market has been really, really good, um, people, if they forget that, um, will end up just churning through people who are even more expensive than the people they were cheap ch- churning through previously. But, you know, for a rec to rec, it must be must be good. If, if I was a good rec to rec, it would be. Um, the uh, Are you still a reluctant rec to rec? <laughs> uh, Arena does most of it now for me, to be honest. So she heads up our main desk and she's supported by the team. And then Siobhan does the non-rec to rec stuff. And then going to hire somebody probably to focus in a wee bit more on HR senior talent acquisition in the new year but just back to the the market doing well there's a couple of macro factors and and if I'll just if you'll allow me to nerd it out for a second um, there's been more VC money put into the marketplace in the last three years than in every other year in history combined so we're at a point where like the government's printed money, the VCs have loads of money, they're pumping in money, they can't find enough people to yeah. put money into it. So there, there's, a, there's an excess of cash out there, there's, excess, there's loads of projects. We've also had, I, I, can't, I, can't, I don't know the figures, right, but it's been the biggest resignation of Americans ever. So you've got a load of people heading towards retirement. But you've also have all these young people who are like, I don't want to have a full-time job. I want to have three part-time jobs. I want to be a consultant. I want to, I want to, like COVID has changed people's life. So all, and then we've had Brexit over here and then we've had like, nobody's moving borders. So all of this combined has created this scarcity of talent. And that is where recruiters come in. And we've gone from a place where Nobody was hiring to everybody's hiring, but there's nobody to find. So if you're not raising your fees and if you're not going after a niche marketplace now, you're off your head. This is the golden time. So it's it's super exciting. I think we're in for like, unless the world collapses again, I think we're in for a good run now. I think the only thing, and again, to go back to a macro is the inflation. So, you know, that's, that's the danger that you get runaway inflation therefore effectively the money supply changes you know you know start thinking around how cheap mortgages are once that starts there people's houses you know that you know that sort of growth that people are seeing um will will really change i think the other thing as well is that not only is there going to be a redistribution of jobs i think where people live as well so and you look right at the top of the you know the tree you've got your expensive london houses that you know or flats that actually do people want to be there anymore so i think you're going to see a ripple as you know people go and you know live in the places they probably always wanted to live or can effectively increase their living standard by going to live somewhere else and that's just not even as you said earlier that's not even just within the country now that's i'll go and live in a different country because i can one of the podcasts I listen to is uh, David McWilliams, and he he talks a lot about the livable city. So one of the problems with cities, and that is that the commercial real estate, I don't know what, what vulture funds have come in, they've bought all these places, and there's no tax for them to leave them empty. 
So they're just making money on the increase of the value of the land every year. And it's just been bought up and bought up. And then what happens is you just have offices and you have that. You have nobody actually living in the city. Now, we're probably in line for some type of a crash in commercial real estate, unless it's put into it being a livable city again. I always think like young people will always want to live in those type of centers. Like that will bounce back. I'm I'm down here in Sussex. I'm bored as fuck. Like it is. Like I if if I could afford to live in a cool city, like in a townhouse in a city with my kids, brilliant. I'd be there in a heartbeat. But I'm I'm stuck in the, the sticks here with her folks. <laughs> you know, it's not that I'm bitter. Not that I'm bitter. <laughs> you like the littlest hobo though. So you know, you can uh, you know, you don't want to settle down. So you're gonna be off somewhere else, you know, maybe tomorrow. You know, just yeah. Well, where's next? Where's next? Um, when you have kids, you ha- like there's a few things to take into consideration. I think America is next. It's just about timing it in the right way. It might be September a year's time. It's, you know, just to get everything in line, you know, because our business has changed, flipped on its head five times in the last year. So uh, it makes as much sense to to really build upon the foundations here as it does to get there. And because there's this boom in Austin that is just all the jobs from California are moving there. All the like, and it's just like all the founders are there. There's so much wealth. There's so much people in our age bracket are, are plentiful there, you know? So it's, uh, you know, the bottom feeding recruiters are just going to, be and the the neds and all the rest they're going to be the next to get there is it it a livable city it's just about a livable city it was a livable city and they blame it on the californians that it's not now right um but it's it's a livable city compared to dublin like or london you know but who know like because there's more space there as well you know, it's, but it, it probably just doesn't have the infrastructure to support the growth that it has. But those growing pains, if you can be a recruiter in a market like that, it's unreal. I remember being in, like you, when you were at S3, you would have seen like what Australia did. Do you remember like Perth was just like this out of control rocket ship until it stopped. And to be in that and to learn recruitment in that is just so easy. You just think, oh, it's going to be this easy everywhere. Um, yeah, it's really interesting to watch the growth of other countries as well. I mean, you know, one of my consultancies is in Sydney and it's, you think it's bad here off the chart, what they're having to do, you know, in terms of sort of the hiring and, you know, the retention. So you're seeing a lot of pent up demand in Sydney. Ha, oh, listen, but they're, they're great crack, right? The, the, the whole problem there is Australians don't want to do recruitment. Okay. They, they, they see it as a tourist job. And recruitment firms have tried to bring it back. They've, they've all said, right? They've said, no, International Rector X finished. And they're all so sure on this, right? No, no, we're going to get our own grads in. We're going to do... They've tried. The demand to move people over there now is crazy. It's because just, like, it's the, the Australians just want to do other jobs. Like, you could be a recruiter and make... $70,000 or $80,000 to start out there, which is what, like 35, 40,000 British pounds, which is good money. Or you could go to a mine site for a hundred grand, or you could go, like it's, 
it, it just makes and they, all the middle class jobs there and all the rest it just it's cult years and years and years of Brits dominating the scene so dirty group um, you've pivoted five times this year not yeah. surprising I'm surprised it's only five <laughs> so um, given this is our end of year roundup yeah. what's the dirty group going to look like when I'm talking to you end of November next year 2022 oh, um, I don't think it'll be tremendously different so I I think a lot of the stuff has been done like right now we do rec to rec and then I will bring in other recruiters to do different areas maybe just one or two not too many um and then obviously we have our virtual assistant team um who do our marketing or sourcing or coordination so we'll keep on building that but we also we also have uh about I don't know 20 temps out on that in recruitment firms um and then we finally got around to building that recurring revenue well yes because we've got our mastermind and our advisory program so charlotte charlotte's doing point solutions for bigger firms and she's just actually signed up to do her power bi course so she can do the high-end recruitment process automation and my aim is to really steer her towards that high-end stuff and then create the e-learning platform which is underway so um, a long convoluted way of saying it's going to stay the same it's just going to grow a wee bit from all the stuff we've done in the last year um so i suppose when i started speaking to you rec to rec perm was 100 percent of our revenue um (laughs) well you didn't have much in march 2020 no, but before that, right? <laughs> it was it was it was a hundred percent and no percent of your revenue. <laughs> my my minus all those bastards that wouldn't pay me. Um, but I would say it will be twenty five percent of what we do next year, uh, which is great, right? You know, it's yeah. um, that's. I, I said I said to you, if you're still doing rec to rec in a year's time, you <laughs> failed and I failed. Yeah. Um, what's really interesting, I mean, obviously, we, we, we scoped out the prototype of the mastermind pretty early on. And pretty early on, we re- realized that's your world, not mine. So, yeah. you know, and, 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 and it was effectively you know, your learns over the years. And, and it's been really good to see in that group, those guys that, and girls that have gone through the mastermind and just the confidence it's given them, uh, you know, the growth in their business, the camaraderie from it. Um, it's been it's been really interesting to to watch that. Yeah, it's been interesting for me to to develop Charlotte and it because you know when I started doing it, she was like, why are you wasting your time? You're not building enough. And I was like, look, just let me let me put the foundations in here because I know that if we're in trouble, there's a lot of people in a lot of trouble. Yeah. So and then when the market turns, we're going to have a framework to get somebody up and you know from that point of being by yourself to one to five to maybe even ten and to putting in putting in those stuff and it i suppose the biggest lesson learned is when you're a solo you can kind of get caught doing everything so if you can create a structure where when you wake up in the morning there's a lot of sourcing done for for you that 
you your marketing is done it's crisp it's automated like you should be giving away your finance you should be giving away your marketing you should be either bringing in your sourcing or giving away a large part of it like you as a small business owner your whole thing should be around doing stuff that really moves the needle so like consulting and not selling so like really understanding your candidates your clients and having the time to do that and to really build solutions because you know at the end of the day it's it's just about adding value and not getting caught in i see so many common mistakes with people who do startups just doing random lists on stuff like what stop stop doing that action shit i think that's one of the trends that i've noticed i mean for, for years, you know, people starting their own businesses probably had a bit more experience. So, you know, typically yeah, they'd yeah. run a team, they've been a sales director. So they'd actually made the mistakes or had the learns or had the experience when they're employed and yeah. on someone else's ticket. And now I see people who've, you know, coming in, they start their own businesses. And if you've not managed people before, it's actually quite difficult. And, and actually, if you've not done it and you're doing it your first time, and you're paying it out of your pocket. That's a very, very different scenario. So, I think uh, I don't know how many recruitment firms have been, you know, re- you know, created this year. But you know, we we're not going to be far off fifty thousand recruitment firms, uh, you know, by the by the middle of next year. I don't. Well, think we've that. coached we've coached seventy, and common things that that they do wrong is they think this VA thing, a virtual assistant, is going to be this magical thing that's going to solve everything and they don't have the instructions in place they don't have the rules they don't have like they're not treating them like an employee they look they ignore their strategic plan so when they're hiring it's for ego and it's not to achieve the results that they're after and they're not hiring to a plan and like us all they get excited when somebody good comes along and they when they're buying tech and this is all size of companies, right? It's it's a founder that's got too excited, not done the, the process engineering. And then some people are half using it, half not. And and that whole like Luxo, one of the partners that we've signed, they've they've actually taken out the need for quite a lot of bit of tech and put it into one. Yeah. And you can add little uh, little add-ons you know, like a source breaker or source whale or whatever it is to create the right process in there. But the the tricky thing that what I see is I see people going, here's my ATS, here's my 17 data finders, here's this automation tool that doesn't really work. Here's this email thing that doesn't speak to this. And it's just a mess. And then they have 17 spreadsheets that they're running up as well. So it's I think the interesting thing for me as well is that obviously the required group is our members, 700 odd founders and suppliers, but it's actually how we've sort of worked out the the best solutions and the the best partners for us as well. Loxo's perfect example. I mean, the amount of CRM and ATS demos that I've sat through in not just the last 18 months, but the last five years. So when, you know, when I'm hearing from, from Matt, who's the, who's the founder, ah, this isn't an ATS, it's not a CRM, it's a talent improvement. Oh, okay, okay. And, and then I saw it and I'm like, 
wow, this is just, you know, when something just comes along that's just so, so different. And, and I think for, they've, they've actually simplified it. So while everyone else is complicating it and making more things and more features, I think they just put it under one roof. And I think, you know, as, the, as that product evolves and it moves more into the enterprise as well, I think that whole sort of user experience and that simplicity um, is, is, is really, really important. But you can tell that they've, they've based it around, you know, all the frustrations of, of your, you know, of your, of your recruiters. Yeah, it'll be more interesting to see how they go from the size of users they're at now to the bigger boys and the different stages that they're going to have to do to keep the magic that they have, but just to add that little bit of functionality that'll help management achieve their goals as well. And, and I know that's underway. And for us, it's been really interesting to get under the skin of, of these, like, I suppose, for, like, to go from a, you would have had a bit more experience in this space than me, but for to, to just to see that whole ecosystem and to be like, okay, they want sales, but we actually know they need 17 other things along the way because we're listening to it in our groups all the time. Like, and you'll find that the bigger groups are better at the, the bigger size companies. The conversation's always around management reporting of something mm. and it, like maybe you usage and like, data points whereas the the independents and the smaller guys it's all passion it's all like this is what they're doing 10 hours a day so you really get to an eye on what does a super user want and need in a product and they're brutal they're brutal with it you know so it's it's been uh, it's been useful to take that bring that back to the guys and be like look we can help you but you need to fix this this and this and then we can get you to the next stage What's been interesting for me is I'm doing um, project assurance, so my advisory. So we, we're taking from existing ATS to a new ATS. And the, the challenge is, you know, typically we didn't like the ATS, it didn't do this, you know, et cetera, et cetera. The challenge is then to make sure that the new ATS doesn't fall into that same trap as well. The new CRM doesn't fall into that same trap because functionality is half of it, you know, it, yeah, it's not the best functioning for that for that organization, but still it's it's around the how do you make sure that everyone actually does use it in the way that you intended? How do you make sure you get the get the value and you just haven't gone through a you know a four or five month project just to shift a problem onto a different platform? So yeah, that's been and, and getting that adoption and that buy-in, you've really got to understand the reasons why people would want to do it. And you've you've actually just got to make the system easier to use than not. And so intuitive as well. And but but it, it's there about the buy-in and the and, and actually it comes from the leadership. Yeah. Because if the leadership, you know, are really clear on why we're doing it, the value. Also, as well, the recruiter's got to understand what the value is for them as well. You know, they don't care that you know it's going to make your business more sellable in five years' time. They they care about, you know, ultimately, you know, can I make more placements now? You know, so you've you've actually got long-term strategic goals versus very short-term transactional goals. And it's how you, you you get that sort of common thread through. It's really, really fascinating for me, actually. I want to give a bit of a shout out to some of our, our partners. Um, so through the mastermind, what, what I normally do is I take people through different subjects, whether that's marketing or their ops or their strategy or whatever it is, covering everything we can. Um, I suppose there's an element that 
I try and stay away or I'll give an oversight into a subject and I'll show how we do it. But I like to then introduce somebody who has a bit more depth of understanding on something. So um, we've uh, the, the, the only recruitment trainer we've signed is Dan Alexander. And he's really, really done a great job and moved the needle for everybody we've introduced him to. Um, and he gets, he's a great way of getting rid of limiting beliefs from recruiters. And, you know, he, he's not like, he, he would jump on, like he, I've heard a story of, of a company he was working with and, you know, he was going through a BD process and they were like, oh, it doesn't work. So he just jumped on, won the account, nailed it and, and, and then handed it back to them. And they've made like a hundred grand from it. And he's wow. like, I'm not, I'm not going to charge you for that. I'm not going to charge you more for that. But next time, do it yourself. Yeah. Oh. Nice. Yeah. So Dan's come a long way and he, you know, he, he called me, he called me before while well, he was still employed and he's all, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what I'm at. And I was like, what, what, what bit don't you know? He's like, I don't know if it'll work. And I was like, okay, let me make a couple of calls. Right. You've got three, you've got three pitches now go win one of them and then you quit your job. And he called me and he's all, I've just quit. Or we're ready to go. Um, and we filled his diary since, you know, and I just thought he's just an, an excellent example of somebody that we're proud to be associated with. And then another example, another person to shout out would be uh, Richard Gibbard. And Gibbard was playing poker with you and Charlotte. And well, I, I, I met Gibbard on Dave Lewis's lunch club and um, he's defined of, um, the pandemic for me. I mean, what, you know, basically someone who really knows their stuff someone who's very good at what they do and actually what a great guy as well. So, you know, I think, and he, he was very helpful in helping us set our data structures. So re required, you know, is, is absolutely blessed with great data on our members and our suppliers. But yeah, again, we, I didn't really know how to do that. And he helped me set all that up as well. So yeah, he's, yeah, he's been great. And, and what's interesting as well is the instant impact he has when he goes to customers. Yeah, it what 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 sets him apart. So he's not like a strategic branding guy or a a strategic marketing guy as such. But he's real practical. So if it's if it's you know how to win business with emails, how to source with emails or automation, he can do all of that. If it's podcast editing, and one of the things we did actually when he came in to help me was me and him, we, we, we built up a bit of a structure to use the podcast, uh, launch a new podcast, um, get an email out there, okay. use, use Crunchbase, use a sequencing tool, and then book in all these guests who were CEOs of companies. And then I would spend an hour with them, sign them up as a client. So I tried to get this here and did a bit of a system and a process with them. And then he was able to then use that for everybody else he works with now. Okay. And it's it just... You know, just one of these guys that's always learning, always helpful, and he can do your mark. Like again, give it away. Like give away your marketing and some of your outreach if you can, and focus on the stuff you're good at. So he's been a really great partner on that front. Um, and then I suppose then the the other top earner, shall we call her, it would be uh, Helen Phillips, who's done great for us, and our. Our community's been really happy with her. Now, terms of business are not a sexy subject, Andy. 
but uh not unless you're barry <laughs> barry well barry just thinks thinks of himself as sexy so yeah no i think i think what's what's been you know really good working with with helen she's she's actually one of the few approved suppliers that we have in the groups because she has such massive value and you know rather than guessing at a subject she'll just put people straight and i think she's added massive value there um in in, in all of the groups um even though she's not a doctor she is very good at contracts apparently so this is this is what i need to keep saying it's not a doctor can't do anything medical but the the, the other one that um i think was has been great to see is alex at the scoop you know we've been talking to him for you know probably about 18 months and always at the back of my mind was there's something here there's something here and it was actually i i think the breakthrough actually in me getting it was georgiana looking at it taking it apart and saying no you're looking at you need to look at it this way and it does this 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 um and that was really powerful and i think you know he's, he's going to got a number of i think probably over 20 or 30, about 20 or 30 um subscribers which is which is great um and that's that's been amazing to to see with him uh, as well and I think as well, if we go back, and this sounds like the Oscars, but you know, I think we were really lucky that um, we had some great partners at the start that enabled us to to build the infrastructure. So, you know, it was the guys at, at, at JSA, um, you know, Dell at JSA. I've known for a number of years. You know, when I went to him, you know, effectively said, "Yeah, we've got a WhatsApp group, and you know, we're going to deliver you loads of value." And the same with um, Tom Wynn at Kingsbridge. Um, you know, I think I think we were, you know. I was very grateful that I think they saw where we were going and how we wanted to do things differently and how we were going to be the sort of challenges and, and to, to really sort of go early with us was was really appreciated by by those guys. And I think, you know, the, the good thing is we've now got partners like Sonovate, Cloudcall, some amazing companies, and those guys are going to be um, hosting the drinks for us, funding the drinks for the, the members to come along as well, which is even better as well. So, yeah, yeah it feels like we've come a long way. So yeah, I'm a, I'm going through a bit of a work work internally at the moment. So myself and Charlotte have been fighting it out over uh, brand design and all of this stuff. It's a, it's been a so we're getting uh, the guys at Bold to redo our website, um, but also they also do your branding as well. So yeah. if we're going to spend a load of money on something like Bold, um, which you know you could go spend nothing and get a website or you could go get it done properly. And a few of our members got it done. And I had a look at it and I was like, oh, the I buyer envy now. So um, yeah, so we've got, we've, we've decided to pull the, pull the trigger on that. I'm going through, the, I'm going through it at the moment. And yeah, there's some good designs out there, but it's a, it's quite a strenuous process. Cause you have to like, like what color, I'll, I'll not bore you, but the details are, it's uh we're, we're excited to get it done and then the other thing i'm doing is I'm creating an e-learning platform um for the for the mastermind so right now it's a lot of our time and it still will be but i, I still want to have a better instructional platform and to be able to have all that other content in a gated area so i've got uh I've got peak creative doing the video for that so again one of our partners so He's going to come down, spend a couple of days with us. I think it's really important. So it's not only to say that they're partners and you know they sponsor, therefore they must be great. We actually use these people as well. I think that's you know in our in our business, and you know it, it's not just a case of choosing anyone because I think I think if 
if the members can see through that, then, you know, we will only work with what we believe are the best people. <laughs> We're not exactly the two easiest people in the world either. So like we, we'd be well able to tell people where to go if we weren't happy. So it's I, I want to say to you, actually, <laughs> I, you know, I, I know I know we're running out of time, but my last question to you is um, how does it feel to be the, you know, the one in the middle um, between um, your work husband and your work wife? Well, okay. every group needs an adult in it, so I've, I've assumed my position. Did you think? Do you think it would? Be, you'd be the reasonable one between me and Charlotte. Yeah, I did. Yeah, um, but I know you. Like, like uh, publicly, I'm sure. I'm sure there's different perceptions, but you both, uh, you both think kind of similarly, and you don't really play with others well at times. Both of you. So it's, uh, it's. I mean, but ultimately. You're both very capable so if we can if we can get to the desired outcome i'm willing to take a bit of that pain in the middle so i think that's what i've most enjoyed working with you you charlotte georgiana rafaela it's just i think as a team actually we're just all very different um i think you know we, we sort of get there in the end and and i think actually i've i've learned how to communicate better this year and i, and I don't think you know, WhatsApp is the best way for us to run it. <laughs> uh, so, 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 yeah. If I just, I just leave it, and you know, I'll, I'll maybe call you, or you know, just, just, just the sensible guy. Right. So, um, so next year, same again, bigger, better, more boom, 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 till it bust, bust, bust. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, twenty-four proof partners at the moment. Um, we just want to create more value for them. Take yeah. on the odd one that might move the needle. Got yeah. somebody lined up next month, but like I, I just want stuff that really, really works. Um, and like we're probably at around seven hundred members, so um, we could double up that pretty easy with a bit more focus on the USA. Um, I, I think that's just in the WhatsApp group. I mean, you know. 2000 plus in the Facebook group as well. So I think, you know, it, it hasn't been a huge area of focus for us, but I think once we get, as you say, that platform, um, that's something that we could really start to spin the wheels on as well. And just to enjoy, enjoy it as much as possible, like doing events has been really good. We didn't initially think we'd set out and do that, but when we did it, people were like, thanks for doing that. Really appreciate it. Miss being around people. Like all these people in the groups are great and but we we pick the thing that people liked out of events the social drink, bit, the, the drinking bit, the drinks yeah. and non-alcoholic beverages are available but yeah it was the social aspect as opposed to the okay we're going to pretend to make it about work and alike but i think you know there's a lot of a lot of founders you know have you know they like spending time with other founders because they don't get that opportunity yeah you, you, you and 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 it's, it's a great release valve for them so yeah, another year we've not fallen out. Um. <laughs> also, at Christmas drinks, if you want to come, you've enjoyed what you've heard today, you want to come into our group, we don't do most of the talking in the group, everybody else does. No. Um, the drinks, there'll only be 25 suppliers there, so you won't be inundated or sold to the whole time. Um, I know, but and they might even buy you a drink if, if they're nice. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and we'll be doing other events around the country. Um, so hit us up. And uh, yeah, thanks for everybody who's been involved. Thanks again.